All right, next up, this is going to be a controversial one. I'm sorry to bring you innocent grub stakers lads into this. You don't know how fucked up um, film Twitter people are being about um, the pro- the property that this character comes from. Uh-huh. Um, you're going to be getting yelled at by people, you know, tell- calling you uh, all sorts of awful things because of your opinions on this. But you know, in, in I think we'd be doing a disservice if we did not, you know, cover this very hot topic, very controversial issue and character, Adrian Veidt from Watchmen. Oh, wow. <laughs> world's smartest well, man and richest mm-hmm. man mm-hmm. well which watchman are we talking about the comic book or the tv show the real one uh, the real one the only oh, real the movie one. okay the movie <laughs> it, not too dissimilar from the movie and the comic book honestly this character at least rorschach right. yes but uh adrian veidt pretty much same char- character in both Zack snyder's version and alan moore's version um, he is a billionaire who decided that the only way – who calculated, actually, not decided, calculated that the only way to save the world was by staging a fake um, eldritch horror attack uh, on New York that killed three billion people uh, in Manhattan um, and convinced the, both the United States and Russia to stop you know, pointing nukes at each other and start putting pointing their nukes at like other dimensions in order to kill uh, the squid monsters uh, that were coming for them. I have to say, you know, even knowing how horrific what he did was according to the Watchmen book, according to the universe, it was necessary. So, I mean, you got to crack a few eggs to make an omelet. (laughs) It survived. The world didn't end. It lasted for another 30 something years, according to the sequel. So I don't know. I guess we, uh, by definition, like Adrian Veidt was right because everybody didn't die. I thought the ending of The Watchmen was nuclear war once they found Roshark's journal and uncovered the truth. Because the last thing is the clock with the blood. Did I misread that? Yeah, I think I think it's supposed to be ambiguous. It's supposed to be very ambiguous. Uh, whether Listen. because he sends the journal to like this far right mag, and mm-hmm. everybody thinks Rorschach is crazy. Like anyway, so it's supposed to be it's supposed to be left very ambiguous whether anybody read it or took it seriously. Uh, well, if you read Doomsday Clock, you'll find out okay. that people did read it, but then <laughs> Superman also Doctor Manhattan maybe created the DC universe. Uh, I don't know. Um, yeah, Adrian Veidt, I don't think he knows what's best for us, Leslie, and <laughs> I don't trust his machine learning algorithms. Like this strikes me as very fucking Cambridge Analytica. Oh yeah, very like. Oh, you data so you mean type. very a- accurate? You mean- no, I, it, it strikes me. It strikes me as like as snake oil bullshit that like this guy got convinced was true. Like if a bunch of data anal, a bunch of like Nate Silver guys tell yeah. like Adrian Veidt, tell the guy who's the smartest guy in the world because he's like had publicists say he's the smartest oh, guy in the on. world. Like <laughs> come on, Jack, come on. Well, look, he is the smartest guy in the world, but he is still just looking at like you know computer data from like the 1980s, which yes is like you know improved by uh dr manhattan yeah. tech and stuff like that he had um, god on his side I don't, he had I don't god trust, i, I don't trust algorithms team. and machine learning and i don't trust you know i don't trust i don't need our the, all of our our lives put in the hands of like dr manhattan jack jack and, it wasn't like, all of our Wright. lives it was just three million new yorkers who gonna fucking I, miss them <laughs> you know my god <laughs> you know uh 
you know, um, America, you know, I, I guess it really hangs on whether you think America deserved 9-11. And uh, <laughs> I'm going <laughs> to. Well, as somebody looking in the direction of where those towers used to stand at this moment. Uh, yes, we did. <laughs> yeah, so then like, I guess you have to stand with Adrian Veidt then. I mean, you know, like he's really just, uh, you know. Uh, um, Listen, uh, some people did something. Just get over <laughs> yeah, I'm, yeah I'm, I'm conflicted because, you know, on the one hand, he killed three million people in New York. But on the other hand, he destroyed half of the podcasts that compete with us. So. <laughs> <laughs> he did make our job a lot easier. I do hope that that explosion destroyed every copy of that pirate comic that i did not understand <laughs> um w- uh, could not follow and uh it makes me feel dumb because other people get the deeper meaning of it <laughs> well if you reread the comic which you should um it's actually telling you adrian Veidt's journey how he has to become this monstrous figure in order to save and he loses himself uh, within that, um, it's very deep. Um, and I'm, I, I 100% understand it. I wish we, ha- I had more time to explain it to you in greater <laughs> detail, but you know, Jack and I perfectly understand the metaphor going on, uh, back there. <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about it all fair, though. <laughs> Can I just say, I don't like that he's called the world's smartest man when his entire plot is just a fucking Ronald Reagan speech to the United Nations, where (laughs) Ronald Reagan said, I can only imagine if there was an alien invasion, how united (laughs) the entire world would be. Did he really do that? Yeah. Yeah. Reagan did give a speech to the UN where he said, you know, uh, in kind of an inspiring way, oh, if only there was an alien invasion, we would all be brothers in one world government and Mm -hmm. stuff. So he took the Ronald Reagan idea and he's the world's smartest man. Look, it's a dumb world. It's a dumb world. <laughs> and dumb ideas are the ones that can move people. And I mean, I, yeah, I, I support him just, uh, just because I think, uh, a, an American that reelects Nixon, what, four times deserves to be destroyed. <laughs> <laughs> that was actually more Dr. Manhattan's fault. I think that was more Manhattan's fault than Adrian. Well, Wright. blame the immigrant. Blame the <laughs> I mean, man he, that's uh, not from he, Earth. He wasn't. He Obviously, wasn't, it's the immigrant's fault. <laughs> he wasn't operating into people's voting booth impressing Nixon. Oh, but he won the Vietnam War. Adrian Veidt didn't have anything to do with that. See, uh, I mean, the the people the people should have stood up to him and said, uh, "Hey, the they're 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 the me lie and the the uh, the napalming children." Well, Adrian Veidt did try to kill Doctor Manhattan at the end. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah. So I, I final verdict. I have to say, um, I stand with Adrian Veidt, and I hope he does it again in um, the Watchmen TV show. <laughs> <laughs> murder. I say murder everyone. I don't care about anything. <laughs> I'm I'm for him. I say he should die. I think he should have given democracy a chance. Hmm. Yeah. Let us handle our own business. Thank you. Oh, yes. no, Adrian Veidt. Come on, yeah, you all guy. would have been fucking nuke and nuked and vaporized <laughs> if it wasn't for him. Okay. Yeah, he protected us from Ho Chi Minh. <laughs> <laughs> I got one. You know, listen, there's a lack of diversity on our list so far. Yes. I think we should uh, have some equality in this list. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I'm going to bring up uh, a female fictional billionaire. Okay. Uh, Laura Croft. Uh, yes, I was hoping Laura she would come Croft. Over. That's right. Yeah. Uh, international traveler, uh, grave robber extraordinaire, <laughs> and uh, all-around badass Laura Croft, ladies and gentlemen. Um, she's on several fictional billionaire net worth lists by Forbes uh, at around $7.6 billion. And I got to say, 
like I mean, all she's trying to do is save the world from uh, ancient tools that could destroy us being put in the wrong hands. So <laughs> is she really that bad? And also, she's a good-looking lady. I mean, how hard is it to be a billionaire and have abs? I mean, think about that for a second. <laughs> Actually, it's a lot easier. Yeah, because so. I got all that time. Yeah, and you know they can just like. They 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 have like just a doctor who can stick a needle in them and give them abs. I'm, I'm just saying the beauty standards against women are such that even as a billionaire, we need to include them being easier. All right, what's her source of wealth? She's got like Croft Industries. Yes, yeah, she her has tomb rating. Mm-hmm. Tomb rating. What allows her to do tomb rating? I think she. No, her parents her. are rich. Her parents. Are yeah, right. right. Yeah, her they father was very rich. Yeah, like okay. every uh, Brooklyn uh, female podcaster. <laughs> Counterpoint: zero out of ten Forbes self made score. <laughs> Is grave robbing lucrative though? <laughs> no, I mean, she she'd still be like a seven. Yeah, probably for self made because of the because of the tomb rating. Mm-hmm. I think she does never makes any money off the tomb rating because it, how it always works is that she gets the fucking thing right, and right. the villains are there, and it ends up being too powerful that she has to destroy it so that it doesn't go in their hands. Or like the ancient like uh, prince princess who originally created the thing comes back from the grave and takes uh the thing and all the bad guys with her so she never she loses her ass on these expeditions i think because she's always clashing planes <laughs> and helicopters the mm-hmm. guns i don't think she makes any money from the tomb rating but that's a billionaire tactic yeah. it's growing your brand yeah. i mean you lose money <laughs> on the product itself but you gain it by people trusting you and making more good for the world well never- i think i think that laura Cro- Lara croft is a James Cameron type. I think this is a person who's got like access to all this mega money and just now has like a weird adventuring obsession. You know what I mean? Like James Cameron is out there making like weird bathyspheres and shit like that to like explore the depths of the ocean. Like Laura Croft, you know, she's an heiress. You know, she could have just uh, done nothing, but I think it is kind of cool that she's, you know, raiding tombs, not to personally enrich herself, but to stop us from, you know, great evils being released or whatever the fuck it is she does. Well, like, admittedly, I've never uh, played the games or seen the movies, but I imagine that in between the more dramatic events that take place in those uh, she's doing the kind of tomb raiding where she digs up your grandma and takes her rings. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. I, she started it. That's yeah. actually like kind of true in the games because there are collect <laughs> small collectibles that's right, that yeah. you pick, pick up. up rings and shit. Yeah, yeah, so you pick up a bunch of like little trinkets and stuff and just uh, steal them in the name of like colonialism. Um, so yeah, pretty much. Yeah, so uh, Laura Croft, man, I. You know what? I I have to split it, right? Because there's the old Laura Croft and the new one. Right. The new right. woke one is supposed to realize that she's a bad person. And we fucking kill her because I hate that fucking <laughs> trying to have it both ways shit, right? So we kill the new Laura Croft. But the old one who is just, you know, this badass 90s hero yep. sociopath, she fucking rules. She doesn't yeah. give a fuck. We save her. We keep her. We let her keep uh, tomb raiding and doing all her all her death wish shit she doesn't cry about it she doesn't whine about it she doesn't try to convince herself <laughs> that she's a good person uh she's cool I, we keep the old laura <laughs> kill the new one hmm. 
Yeah, Laura gets to live just because I can't bring myself to kill the first PS1 character I was sexually attracted to. <laughs> it actually just like... Mine was I, the clown. Yeah, dude, I, it, made me, it made me remember in fucking fifth grade, like in elementary school, I was hanging out in the library with some kid and he was like in hushed tones describing to us about how he made ps1 laura croft lie down <laughs> to look at her butt oh, and wow. we, we thought it was the craziest <laughs> thing yeah. in the world that was a cheat from back in the day but yeah. it wasn't to beat the game <laughs> yeah. to enrich your mind yeah laura croft gets to live good billionaire yeah <laughs> yeah but not the woke one though you love you're right the new one sucks the, so wait, much wait the new one is like a child no, so you're gonna kill a child. No, she's no, not a child. She's like, she's like, she looks like young, but she's like isn't 22. She like, she's like much younger and is like using like a bow and arrow or some shit. Yeah, she's not that much younger than the original Laura Croft. She's started. old enough to be murdered. Yeah, that's yeah, all she I is know. old enough to be murdered, definitely. <laughs> and she has a, like a cast of like ethnically diverse friends. It's so fucking annoying. <laughs> Laura Croft would never like, like talk no, to a black person ever. No. <laughs> she hangs out with the 90s Burger King crew. <laughs> <laughs> Should we get into it, Leslie? I mean, like, you know, I think we're going to have a lot to talk about here, but uh, T'Challa. T'Challa. Uh, oh, yeah. T'Challa. Yeah. Some lists say. Um, Let's do a two that. for one. Let's do T'Challa and um, Tony Stark together. And Tony Stark. Okay, okay why not? Yeah. A Marvel duo. Mo- yeah, but T'Challa is supposed to have ninety trillion dollars. Yeah. Yeah. So this would be the the richest person <laughs> that's right. we've talked about uh, today as well. Not a billionaire. Actually. Wait, is that is uh, that just like notional from Vibranium Reserve? That's right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because the vibranium is so okay. worth so much, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we we can't kill him. The global economy needs him. <laughs> <laughs> well, he definitely demonstrates the inherent randomness and luck of billionaires. Right. Well, well his wealth is inherited. Born into state. State monarchy over the only vibranium reserve. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. So, does the world need T'Challa? Does the world need a vibranium? Um, I. This is one of the few times I think it would actually be good for imperial powers to invade Africa and steal their <laughs> natural resources because these motherfuckers, these Wakandan motherfuckers, haven't done shit to help the rest of Africa That's at right. all. They have. They're the richest country in the world. Don't do shit for anybody else. Fuck them, motherfucker! It they, is but really. They put little hut roofs on their skyscrapers. <laughs> it is really weird, yeah. That like you know, the, it the it, it's a it's a gated community, yeah. you know, like yeah. <laughs> it's, it's pretty good. much a gated community, uh, Wakanda, and it's like the most wealthy one on the planet. Uh, well, they tried to and surrounded by abject poverty. Like I, I it, it, theoretically, they try to pull a fast one on you and just say like to distract you with all the Afrofuturism. But really, yeah, it is a gated community and there's like a like uh right next to like the barrier or whatever is like people living on a dollar a day. So like Yeah, yeah. like Boku, in the movie like Boku Haram is like right over the border. Right. Like, yeah. like that's what like that's what he does with his time. He goes across the border and beats up like Boku Haram instead of using his in unimaginable wealth to um, imp- improve the material conditions that create Boko Haram. He doesn't even use his money to like get U.S. imperialists out of uh, Africa. Like he invites like super so- American super soldiers to stay in Wakanda. Like uh, T'Challa is a complete and other um, piece of shit. And the only reason we might not notice it is because his pal, his friend um, Tony Stark, might be even worse. 
he is just an arms manufacturer oh, yeah. who like yeah. uses his own weapons because he likes it because he likes going around killing people that's it that's the character <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah he yeah you know he still sells arms to the government right i that is like he hasn't stopped doing that in the movies certainly uh um, he loans out yeah, his black just... best friend to be an arm for the government <laughs> Brody is he calls himself war machine he's literally just a weapon that he sells to the government yeah, I mean, Tony Stark is really, really bad. You know what I mean? Like, Tony Stark is is actually maybe one of the worst billionaires that we've, we've talked about here today, I think. You know, this is a guy who's, like, solely a weapons manufacturer uh, who gets a ton of woke points because he, like, because uh, he, you know... Uh, he hates women. <laughs> is that why he gets woke points? <laughs> no, I, I'm does. just saying, like, he gets points in universe, I guess, because he saves us from aliens and shit like that. But uh, <laughs> yeah, he's one of the worst ones we've talked about today. I don't know if Iron Man is worse than T'Challa because if T'Challa's net worth is 90 trillion, like we're discussing here, yeah, they could literally change the world and universe with their yeah, wealth right. overnight. Whereas Iron yeah. Man is just doing his best by killing people to make his net worth stay what it is which is what i don't know measly eight to ten billion not 90 trillion yeah, like iron man seems like almost like entry level compared to t'challa yeah i mean right and i don't want like the potential he could help the world but doesn't mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, you know mm-hmm. what T'Challa could do is just uh, pay a $15 minimum wage to every chocolate slave <laughs> in the Ivory Coast. <laughs> just dramatically improve the world overnight. But, oh, I do just like with Tony Stark. Wait, are you saying that they should still be slaves and children, but no, they get I'm, a $15 I'm minimum wage? wage? They should have Bold a statement. Bold yeah. statement. <laughs> I think as long as we pay the child slaves a living yeah. wage, yes. it's yeah. fine. You want the you want them to be able to buy shoes and shit. You know what I mean? If they're children slaves, but they can still buy Nikes, that's all good. Right. Look, <laughs> they don't get a union, but fifteen dollars. <laughs> to me to me, like Tony Stark, just for like the pure propaganda of his character, where you know he builds the Iron Man suit in his basement using what appears to be tweezers and a robot butler. <laughs> whereas and then they try to uh, especially Elon Musk, people claim like he was based off him. I don't know any the the truth of that. But then it's like you look at the reality of it, and it's not a guy in a basement with you know tweezers and a butler. It's a factory with some of the worst conditions in the United States, um, systemic union busting, and um, pure like blowing smoke up everyone's ass. Can I just say, Tony Stark, like we were saying, is a weapons dealer. So in the fucking movie, he goes to Afghanistan to demonstrate yeah. the mm-hmm. Jericho mm-hmm. missile system. So he's a billionaire by fucking blowing up pine nut farmers for the U.S. <laughs> Air Force. And like, I this mean, is he, such a horrible guy. Right. And he steals the idea for the suit from his uh, immigrant friend, the, the Russian guy in the cave. I think he's uh, uh, maybe... Um, Azerbaijani. I don't know what race that guy is, but he's not white. I know that for a fact. And like many billionaires in the past, they steal their ideas, profit from them, and then kill other people to make sure they maintain their profit. Well, I mean, if he's <laughs> not if he's not selling weapons in Afghanistan, how is America going to maintain its uh, mineral interests in the region? Hmm. Uh, that's a fair point. Do you know how many people Tony Stark had to kill to make sure that those warlords could have access to dancing boys? <laughs> <laughs> Thousands. Okay, so I will not hear him disrespect. Maybe he orchestrated the Bolivian coup uh, to make sure that he can get enough indium for his Iron Man suit. 
Okay, so final word on T'Challa and Tony Stark. I'm saying take both those motherfuckers out without hesitation and throw in fucking Rhodey too uh, for being a fucking <laughs> Uncle Tom as well. I completely agree. Yeah. It would kind of suck if like we we wanted to kill Tony Stark, but we have to like come to a compromise with him because otherwise he'll kill Bernie Sanders. <laughs> He's too powerful. We have to negotiate. Uh, Pepper Potts, they're in. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Oh yeah, especially if she's written by Joss Whedon. <laughs> you know, when I was doing like research on fictional billionaires, there was one pretty good YouTube video on like the top fifteen, and it was one of the few that included included T'Challa, but he wasn't number one. He was number two. Number one was a character that I didn't, I didn't even know that well. Leslie, you might know this guy. Vandal Savage. Do you guys know ah, this? Yes. Uh, yes. Yes. this yeah, Vandal's claimed, been around since uh, forever. Right. So this list claimed that his net worth was off the charts more than $90 trillion compared to T'Challa. Yeah. He's, I, li- he's lived so long, obviously, mm-hmm. that he was like at times a billionaire and then at times destitute. So we could like oh, really? use like, yeah. Right. Um, so he just has time on his side. Yes. Yeah. He, yeah. And I think we can kind of lump in all the vampire characters too, right? The, yes, the Edward yes, Cullens, the vampire Lestats, because they're all pretty similar. Is it ethical to be a billionaire uh, if you're like a mortal and you can just like <laughs> invest in, in, I don't yeah. know, bonds? So you can, you it can seems redundant to be use... a billionaire vampire. Hmm. Uh, yeah, you're already a bloodsucker. Yeah. Einstein said that compound interest was one of the most powerful forces in the universe. That's right. If you live forever, you're going to harness this power mm-hmm. much better than the average person ever right. could. Well, you and you it's also like have, you have no choice but to be evil, basically. and you can be limitless. Fail. You can fail as many times as you want and start over because you have to, uh, unlimited time. Yeah. So eventually, you would just turn into a psychopathic megalomaniac. I mean, that's what I would do if I was immortal. I know that for a fact. So even if you had like a really, I guess, like a really good inner compass as an immortal person, I feel like you would still be driven to be evil. You'd just be curious. After a millennia, you'd be like, I mean, what's, what's yeah, wrong with you? Yeah, out of boredom, yeah. You'd be like, day 40 million. What should, <laughs> I, what should I do today? Right, right. Um, let's see. Well, I could accumulate another several million dollars. Mm-hmm. And, you know, sure. you, your mind will start racing, basically. Look, what would you do if you could do whatever you want to do? I think with, you know, the example of someone like Vampire Lestat, where we know Van Savage, he just kind of shows up with like Gorilla Grodd and makes the Flash's life a living hell. We don't really know what the day to day is for Vandal Savage. But for someone like Vampire Lestat, what does he do with his immortality and his, you know, infinite wealth? Um, he becomes a, he turns, makes himself a rock star. He learns how to play piano and violin. He puts mm-hmm. on plays. He does all the, this stuff. He, he, you know, funds the arts. I mean, of course, sometimes, and he, <laughs> you know, kills people, of course, too, right? I mean, cause, I mean, but that's also an art. Yeah. Also an art. He's turned killing <laughs> into an art. And I think, you know, the immortal style billionaire. Is actually, you know, kind of cool. Like if you're, and and a, a lot of these people, like you said, he he'll be destitute and then he'll be rich. These people can go either way and still have make the most of it and have the time of their lives. And I really appreciate that. They don't necessarily they don't like rich people more. They don't like uh, poor people less. They 
basically view all of humanity as bugs under their boot. And there's something, you know, very egalitarian about that. <laughs> so for our immor- immortal billionaires out there, I just say, you know, good job. Keep it up. Like, I like, I like, I what mean, you're there's doing nothing we there. can do anyway. They're fucking immortals. Yeah. Like, right. you know, it's like, should we kill them or not kill them? These are immortal people we're talking about. So I don't know. Yeah. You know, you, if uh, you, these are the ones that if you send them to the wall, it's just, I mean, we'll see you in a few years. It's going to be a long day. Yeah. 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 They're vampires, though. You just get the steak. Oh, okay. Well, like Vandal Savage, though. Yeah, Vandal Savage, they, you could like, murder. They send him to oh, a wall to be shot. <laughs> He's pretty practiced at this by now. Yeah. <laughs> he'll play dead, and then he'll just turn up later. Like, have you? Yeah. did you guys ever watch the Highlander TV show? Like, he is always getting killed and then coming back to life. And he's, like, pretty rich, too. And all he does is, like, collect swords and antiques and shit. Like, they're mostly, like, harmless because they don't want to spend all the money because they don't want to be known because then they have to start ex- doing shit where they're, yeah. like, explaining that actually you're now I'm my grandson or that sort of thing, you know. They don't want to – they want the money for the security, but they can take it or leave it. Like, I think, you know, the mortal rich billionaires are actually, you know, kind of cool. I do think it'll be interesting to compare these, you know, fictional immortal billionaires and what they do with their time with what Peter Thiel yes. actually does with his time. <laughs> with, our, with our real immortal billionaires. Unfortunately, none of us will be around to find out. Uh, <laughs> well, this episode will prevail. So if you're listening a yeah. hundred or a thousand years from now, let yeah. us know. Yeah. Let us, shoot it, let us know in the comments. Yeah. Uh, tweet at us. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they took Peter Thiel. Uh, grubble session. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing that survives. <laughs> they take Peter Thiel. some archaeologists the... <laughs> like Grubble session. <laughs> it's from the uh, Greco-Roman Grubble. In the... <laughs> just looking at a box from like the end of the uh, Indiana Jones where there's just all the boxes. Just like, I guess this is one of the artifacts. <laughs> We we like talking about Star Wars over here on Struggle Session, and sure. so there's you know some billionaires in the Star Wars universe. Um, probably the most uh, well known one for his wealth uh, itself is Jabba the Hutt. Mm-hmm. Jabba right. the Hutt, That's right? Now look. I, he's a he's a criminal overlord. Yes. Okay. Crime. Um, he runs he runs Tatooine. Uh, but we all know that sometimes you know. I, my question is, is Jabba the Hutt a Jimmy Hoffa type? You know what I mean? Does Jabba the Hutt... He, he's have, a union you know, guy? Uh, I don't know. Like, is he... How? Where did he get to where he is? You know what I mean? Like, is he... Like, is this the... Is this, the, is, is this organized crime involved with, you know, keeping uh, wages fair at the fucking... Uh, um, you know, at the cantina and shit? You know? Like, uh, are they... You know, I, I, where... How did Jabba get to where he is, is my question, uh, before I'd want to decide, uh, uh, you know, whether to do him or not. Well, you guys know how I feel about racing. Uh, I enjoy it. <laughs> yeah. And Jabba clearly funds uh, some of the greatest racing in the uh, galaxy. Yes. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Right. The, the, the pod racing. And so, I I mean, you know, maybe he has some morally questionable actions, but uh, I think that the value he brings to tattooing uh, with that level of entertainment, whereas, you know, on Coruscant, what are you going to do? You're going to do some glowing sticks and go to a rave. Uh, well, that's, that's, that's nothing compared to, you know, getting, getting to see a pod race. Yeah. I mean, Coruscant, Coruscant's absolutely got plenty, but I absolutely do agree with you that, you know, this turns Tatooine, you know, having a big stadium like that turns Tatooine from just like a fucking shithole, you know, where moisture farms, uh, uh, to, you know, an actual like destination. Um, yeah. and I don't know the politics of Tatooine. I don't know. I know that. 
it is true that Jabba uh, is a slaver, um, but you know, well, we don't know what the whole situation is over there. Well, you might hate Jabba, you might love him, but uh, if you're trying to smoke spice in the extended Star Wars universe, <laughs> you owe a debt to him and to Han Solo. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it's like this is all very it's it's a you know, the the Star Wars universe there's a very tentative it's a very tentative balance, you know what I mean? Like, you mm-hmm. know, the other the other side of 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 organized crime, I mean, you know, is is the is the republic, you know, or no, actually is the empire, you yeah. know what I mean? The the other the other side of what organized crime looks like is the empire. You know, the reaction to what Jabba did um is the is the separatist plot that you know, ends up leading to uh, the empire. So uh, I don't know. Uh, um, given that the alter, given what the alternative is, maybe maybe Jabba is um, not as bad. But he does work with the empire. I don't Look, know. Look, he mm-hmm. is a man who survived. You know, first the New Republic, uh, the Empire. If it wasn't for that little blonde hair twerp, Luke Skywalker, he would still <laughs> be around. Like he is, you know, he and he takes care of his people. Look at all those people in his um little den who are just sitting there living off of the wealth that he's created. He is a job creator. And I I I have to believe all those, you know, guards and bounty hunters there are union guards and bounty hunters. I do believe that. Uh even the monster <laughs> in the pit, that's a union monster down there Look, in his I, pit. I, 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 I like that Jabba is throwing a party. You know what I mean? You go to Jabba's <laughs> palace, you're on Jabba's barge, and it's like, it's for everybody. You know what I mean? Like, this all is. Races, like, you know, all races, all species. All races, all species. Like, you know, when you go Jabba, to, when you go to the sand anus monster, uh, deaths, you know, you're going to have a good time. Who else is yeah. going to feed the Sarlacc? I mean, it's just a hole in yes. the middle of a desert. Uh, he he's keeping that sarlacc alive while providing entertainment. I just Tatooine's feel- a brutal place where you might get where you might get gunned down by the sand people or the fucking Jawas might like steal your droids and like strip your car down and everything like that. Like maybe maybe Tatooine needs Shaba. I don't know. Maybe Tatooine needs Shaba. I'm thinking. I'm just thinking about all the millions of contractors who punch out after their 10-hour shift building the fifth version of the Death Star. <laughs> sure. Who just want to go home and relax and light up a spice joint and drift away. Right. And who do they have to thank for that spice joint? Jabba yeah, the Hutt. Mm-hmm. And you mm-hmm. know what they're watching? You know what they're watching? By the way, is is fucking a pod race. Pod exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Which you know that's uh, and you can thank Jabba for that too. Even in this inhospitable environment, life finds a way <laughs> because of Jabba. He's going yeah. to give you an amazing party moment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I just suspect that Jabba might be a, a Jimmy the Hoffa type. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, well, he does seem, sense. yeah. I, I do have to say there's something I'm just looking up on the um wik, uh, on the Wikipedia. Of course, the version of course. with the EU version, of course, not the yes. not the fake correct. version, the correct the correct canon. canon. Yeah, absolutely, Fuck Disney. yeah. He um yeah. did once eat a woman whole. <laughs> Uses all the pieces. I really yeah. think that we have to understand that he's who a- goes down on his lovers. <laughs> Positive quality. <laughs> Not many men will do that. <laughs> Who are we to come in and tell the Huttees to change their culture? Yes, right. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I, you know, I don't know. Like, uh, I don't know. I don't know. They maybe they eat women. Like, you know, what? Like, wait, people eat like uh, bugs and stuff. And those, sure. you know, where this is the Star yeah, Wars. Is universe. Star Wars. Yeah. We don't know what that woman did. Yeah, yeah. She she 
betrayed Jabba. She betrayed Jabba and he wow. proceeded to eat her alive and she was powerless to do anything uh, to stop him. That's. I mean, yes, he has some negative qualities, but at the end of the day, Jabba <laughs> the Hutt <laughs> is just a better space Lars McKenzie and he just wants to party <laughs> all the time. Yeah, I mean, I I think that that uh, Jabba is a complex figure, but he's made Tatooine into a place that people would consider to go to. You know what yes. I mean? And he supports live entertainment, which is <laughs> yeah. that's right. You, uh, uh, he's a patron of the event. arts. I mean, yeah, it's, yep. he's a patron of the arts. You won't see any. You'll never be at any of Jabba's places without a performance happening. Um, you know. Uh, Jabba is necessary. Yes. Is my question. Jabba's like Saddam. <laughs> like kill Saddam. Like, Tatooine's gonna be so much worse. Ta- Tatooine's so much worse if you kill Jabba. It is true. Like it's hard enough to get people to go outside and not stare at their screens just in real life. But within the context of the Star Wars universe, this yeah, is a guy absolutely. who is getting atomized individuals to mm-hmm. go to live yeah. nightclub entertainment. Yeah. He'll show you a pr- like. A blue elephant playing the piano. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're never going to look at your phone the entire, yeah. the entire yeah. night. Okay, so Jabba, you're good. You're good, Jabba. All right, Jabba, you're he good. Lives. He, he thank lives. You, thank you for the he thank lives. you for the art. Thank you for the art, like the song. He was he was such a threat to the monarchy, they strangled him. He's <laughs> <laughs> a billionaire. So, um, so I got one from the uh, James Cameron universe. Um, mm-hmm. He's kind of a minor figure, but uh, in the uh, fictional film Titanic, there's this fellow, John Jacob Astor IV, <laughs> who is uh, one of the uh, patrons on the upper class of this boat. Of course. Um, he's from a, a family of, uh, well, uh, he's descended from a fur trader and uh, a man who appears to, in this universe, make most of his wealth uh, buying real estate in Manhattan. And then they mm-hmm. extended it to uh, exert control over both the American political landscape and uh, now, uh, I guess, if you follow the universe to modern day, the British political landscape. And uh, in the movie, he gets hit by a falling smokestack. And I think <laughs> he is um, uh, this fictional guy, probably a bad guy. Yeah, I think so. Well, he's, yeah, he's not a fictional guy. He's a real person. No, no, movies aren't real, Leslie. <laughs> no, no, he's a real person. He, no, he's a real person. It's a beat and switch. No, no. <laughs> no, this John Jacob Astor is, uh, yeah, it's a real guy. And it seems to have taken care of itself yes. because he, uh, that's right. He uh, went to the wall. You got, well, you got, you, you, what? And, and now you're going to say there's like this, this planet full of blue animals that you can ride on? No, this is a, <laughs> there are these aliens where you fly yeah. around in halo things and shoot yeah. them. This is a fake, this is James Cameron we're talking about here. You this know, John is, Jacob Astor's, uh, um, you know, descendants went on to, uh, have a real unobtainium, uh, operation. <laughs> <laughs> well, it starts with fur and then you move on through the other natural elements. <laughs> Look, yeah, I mean, John Jacob Astor, uh, you would send him to the wall, but the, the Titanic itself found a wall and took care of it all uh, for us. Uh, the Titanic brought them to the wall yeah, and, they built and went the wall. right into it. Yeah. They built the wall. 
It was a union iceberg that took him. <laughs> Do you imagine how much of a dipshit you have to be to be like a billionaire who doesn't even get the tip off that the Titanic is a false flag operation? <laughs> <laughs> like, they must have hated him. <laughs> All right. So that rem- reminds me of one that is you know, also kind of in the Carpenter universe. Peter Wayland. From of Wayland oh. Utani, the founder of Wayland Corporation uh, yeah. from the Alien Universe, billionaire right. entrepreneur and inventor who uh, also wanted to uh, live forever and found and found the Xenomorphs um, and brought them into contact with humanity. Um, I you know have to say I think and he also by the way created artificial life too. So he's like, like that's yes. a twofer. That's a twofer for this, my boy. <laughs> yeah, this is Sir Peter because uh, he's a knight. He so he not only created artificial life and found out that we were not alone in the universe. You have to give it up to him. You have to, you love to <laughs> but see Leslie, this. He, but but Leslie, but what he wanted to use. The xenomorph was the point. To, like besides, it's not the besides point. the point that he that he wanted to bring it back to like create like for military applications. What, you know, what, like no, no, was was Peter? I think it's because it's the ultimate. No, I thought Pete, No, Peter wanted to find out like how he wanted to get in touch with the engineers in order to create immortal life. The military application stuff was later. His descendants, way later. His weak seed like children. The, right. Okay. That. that is the. It is the company he created. Okay, you can't though. hold him responsible. No, you absolutely for everything can. that happened after he died. Come on. Uh, okay, I, I guess mean, that's listen, true. Einstein was a pacifist, but we got the atom bomb out of him. So listen, yeah, it doesn't matter what your morals are. Well, it will be abused for something. I was going to say. I was going to say I do respect his commitment to nuclear non-proliferation <laughs> through his strident opposition to nuking the xenomorphs from orbit. <laughs> <laughs> So I, I I have to say you know Peter Whalen is a good billionaire. He does he use even though he's obsessed with something very personal. He wants to live forever as all billionaires do. He like mm-hmm. you know assembles the best scientists in the world. He pays them very well uh, to go on this massive exploration mission that you know shows us like what the potential for space travel can be, what the potential for humanity can be. He finds the creators of humanity and this is the best thing that any billionaire uh in any fiction has ever done basically yeah i mean look if you look solely at prometheus uh uh peter wayland um the thing that i i would think is interesting about him and this is you know common among fictional billionaires is he's not a bullshitter you know what i mean like he really did create the first artificial intelligence <laughs> um it's not all you know just pr with him um yes, fuck steve jobs <laughs> he didn't even invent the fucking phone <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I mean, Peter Wayland uh, doesn't seem to have that much um, respect for the lo- like the human lives of the people he employs. <laughs> yeah, but, those, uh, but those are nerds, so who gives a shit? <laughs> <laughs> was like, okay, his military contracts and investing, that was but a means to the end of him meeting the engineers, basically, yes. right? In his life arc, yeah. it seems like. Yeah. Like, that was a way to financially sustain his quest. Right, right. But, I mean, I think that with him, the biggest issue is that, like, you know, he seems good. But then again, is wanting immortality a good thing? 
because mm-hmm. all of us theoretically might want that, but we know the sacrifices you get with immortality. Well, we we just went over immortal billionaires, right? And I I'm thinking arrived at like well, in the grand scheme of things, they're they're okay, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're not wrong. I mean, like. If it's just a chase for mal- immortality and not just a straight blood le- bloodlust for life ending, I guess that's slightly better. But I don't know. I mean, <laughs> is is meeting the engineers and finding out humanity works worth the sacrifice that this man make of trying to find? He made people afraid of aliens. So that's not good. I mean, once again, immigrants being the villains in a situation <laughs> where people of Earth are the ones that are the heroes always. Okay. I mean, if they have something like SETI, the search for extraterrestrial intelligence going on in their mm-hmm. fictional world, I feel like that would get shut down <laughs> after the, some of the news about the colonies comes back to right, Earth. Right, Yeah, that's a fair point. All right. So, final word. So, I don't know. Final word on uh, Peter Whalen. I say, I mean, we, we got to give it up for this man. He did. He is who, like, Elon Musk thinks he could be, but he actually right, accomplished right. it. Uh, two times over. Yeah, I think he is good, unfortunately. I can't say that his actions are purely immoral. I mean, what he, he does eventually gets turned into something else, but he tries to be the best he can be, I think. And, yeah. and by the way, born in 1990, he's a millennial. So Okay, yeah. well that... Wow, yeah. okay, yeah. Relatability. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Went through 9-11 around the same time as me, so, yeah, I'm gonna have to, I'll let him live. Uh, I will let him live, um, even though, you know, I, 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 his company does go on to do bad things. I guess the, he, Way, Peter Whalen is a good, indi- it, like, is a good uh, example of why we need to have uh, uh, no inheritance. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, and we need to, these companies need to go away and shit. Yeah. Uh, uh, um, because yeah, they just become like twisted over hundreds of years into something that's unrecognizable from where they started. All right, I think I think I can get behind. He lives. <laughs> nice. You guys, I don't remember much of the movie. As I said, kill him. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wow. Okay. Fair point. Also, fair yeah. enough. Very fair. Yeah. Very fair. Nuke him from orbit. <laughs> <laughs> I think we have one last one. Right. Sure. Well, it's a bit speculative. It's but, um, it's fiction. Why not? Forest Gump. Yeah, right. Ah, I, I had Forest Gump on my list as well. Um, okay, because yeah, I mean, it. yeah, we have. There's some information about his investments in Apple. Yes, uh, you know? he would. He would be a billionaire at this point, um, and simply from investments, just like letting it sit there. Uh, I. I don't know. I mean, it really depends. Look, we haven't, uh, uh, you know, I haven't read the Forrest Gump sequel, but I don't know what Forrest Gump does with all that money. You know what I mean? Like, he, you know, was sort of around people and seems to be a kind person and everything like that. But if he's just like sitting on all the, on all that money and not doing anything with it, then I'd say he, he has to go. What, but, Jack? Uh, Jack? I, I, what? You just, fuck you him. Just, even the United States, even in Texas, we would not execute <laughs> someone with Forrest Gump's IQ. Maybe oh only God. in Texas. Jesus That's Christ! That's what I was going to say. Jesus wow. Christ! Ethically, we Go would have to get would. Governor George W. Bush to carry out the execution of billionaire <laughs> or Bill Clinton or, or Bill Clinton or Bill Clinton. Wow. He'll do it to him. <laughs> I, I I I do think he is representative of the mindset of people who got really sucked into <laughs> Steve Jobs' charm early maybe, on. Uh, maybe that's uh, the sequel of Forrest Gump as he dies when uh, Bill Clinton needs to distract from a sex scandal. <laughs> <laughs>
Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, like, I know it's a fictional tale, but it really is white privilege, the movie. Like, it yeah. really does break down. If you could be mentally disabled and white and you just work hard, you'll be okay. Yeah. <laughs> and it, dem- it demonstrates, again, like, the inherent sort of randomness and luck that yeah. goes into accumulation. Right. Like, even, yeah. like, a quote, sort of like a feel-good good, bil- good billionaire mm-hmm. um, mass to go through these these little small windows of, like, oh, okay, you you invested in fucking Apple. And well, I think I think the book was originally supposed to be like a satire of um, kind of the American dream, and then they made the movie and just kind of swept all this satiric elements to the side <laughs> to make it a feel good film. I think yeah, like, with Tom I Hanks. think that's a misunderstanding because if you look at oh. the other stuff that Robert Zemeckis does, he has a mm-hmm. fundamental hatred of humanity. So that is supposed <laughs> to be like a scathing uh, satire, but you know, boomers uh, just love Forrest Gump. <laughs> yeah, really? yeah. If yeah, you look at sense. the other stuff he does, and you you kind of can pick up on that. I, I always thought like one of the takeaways from the movie anyway, I haven't read any of uh, Forrest Gump or anything, but was like... Uh, the seven, like the sixties and seventies, were such a confusing time. But if you just do it, you're told. Mm-hmm. Then you'll get out of it okay, and <laughs> even right. prosper. Yeah. And so he was just going off the advice of people, or just randomly doing things, and ends up a billionaire. Yeah, and I think like like so we he, mentioned, he with, respects authority at every turn, right? And, but like we mentioned with Wayland, like whatever uh, people managing his wealth in the future will do with it, he won't know. So it will be abused. So, do we kill Forrest Gump to stop him from being corrupted in the future? This is a real trolley problem yeah. for leftists, isn't yeah. it? I don't know if I could kill a man with an IQ of like 70. No. I think in a deleted scene, he was involved in me lie. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I, I gotta say, you gotta let Forrest live. He's just too nice and too sweet, and he falls as backwards in the money and probably doesn't do anything with it. So, I, I mean, we gotta we gotta let Forrest live. Let Forrest live. Um, he has such a horrible, sad life, um, and he doesn't even know it. Um, goddamn, just just steal his money without telling him. He he won't know the right. difference. Yeah, just, he will not know yeah, the difference. Put a pe- Put a piece of paper in front of him that says power of attorney and then give him a box of chocolates and tell him to sign (laughs) it. That's what the bench was all about. That's what they were doing. Yeah, elder abuse is enough of a punishment. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, he lives. Yeah. All right. Well, you guys all guilted me, and I feel bad. So, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> do it. Do it. Kill Forrest Gump. No, I'm not going to kill Forrest Gump. All right, I'll kill Forrest Gump. No, it's not ethical. I can't do it. Hand me the gun. <laughs> okay. All right. Look, they killed the Romanov children. <laughs> we, we have to. We have to be prepared to do these things within the context of a fictional universe. <laughs> all right, folks. So that was our huge struggle session grubstakers crossover shockingly enough we found one or two billionaires who don't deserve to die completely fictional to be clear this is all fictional talk this is a parody every single billionaire deserves whatever's coming to them in the real world (laughs) Uh, but thank you so much for joining us have a good one peace thanks thanks so much
like what you hear, want to hear more, check us out at patreon.com slash struggle session or sesh.plus or strugglesession.substack.com for all our public episodes, commercial free, as well as hundreds of bonus episodes. Thank you to all our listeners for holding us down five years strong.